Hey everybody, so this is Lee Daniel and this is not legal advice, practical advice before, during, and after the divorce. And today we have a very special guest that I first going to let uh, Allison introduce yourself. Allison is my co-host. Allison, tell everybody who you are and then we'll go straight to Claire. Hi everyone. Yeah, I am Ali Reiner and I'm a Loved Again coach. I work with, uh, with women who are in unhappy relationships and I help them understand whether they want to remain in the relationship or they want to, to leave. And that work involves being loved again, but loving yourself again, not loving your partner, not being loved by your partner. It starts with you and ends with you. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a little bit about me. We'll talk more as we go on, but I'm really excited to, to meet Claire. Claire, every, tell everybody who you are and what you do. Hi everyone, so I'm Claire McPherson and I'm an Own It Now coach. So I work with women around their mindset and business alignment. But recently, um, the whole, a whole new conversation opened up around owning it in terms of your body, your sexuality, your femininity, because it has a huge impact on how we run our businesses, how we look after our money, how we feel on a day-to-day -day basis. So I believe that it should start being part of that conversation when it comes to owning it, owning who we are. And it really is part of everything, isn't it? I mean, I, I recently was working with somebody on my money and she said, well, once you get this accomplished, then you'll have a relationship. And I said, well, that doesn't make any sense, but it actually works. I mean, because there are so many, it's so many things are tied in together, right? And so when I met Claire, well, I've met Claire earlier, but when, when I spent some time with Claire, she has such an ease about her and she taught us how to do a lap dance. And we were all so uncomfortable, first of all. I'm not a great dancer, but I mean, just the idea of allowing yourself to feel sexy is something that I think is really super difficult. And because I deal with people in the divorce arena so many times, it's been years, you know, sometimes decades since they felt sexy or since they felt conscious of their body, you know? Yeah. And, and so I think this is such a relevant topic for us. And um, what do you think, Allison? What are your clients? I mean, how does that figure into their conversation? Well, you know, one of the big things that goes immediately is, uh, you know, when the, the connection starts to go, the communication starts to go, one of the, the big things is the, the desire for us women really need that intimacy, that, that sense of, you know, connection before we want to have sex. And often that's the thing that goes. And the longer it's, you know, it's disappeared for, the longer it's not part of your life, the more difficult it is to, you know, to be in touch with your own body. So it's a huge problem, whether you're, you're looking to stay in a marriage or whether you're, you're looking to regain that confidence to take yourself into the, the world after a divorce. It's a huge topic. And, you know, not just people that are in, in unhappy marriages, but, you know, myself as a, as a wife, as a mother, as somebody that works hard, I lost, you know, I lost who I was. I lost yeah. that contact with myself. And I heard Claire speaking in one of her um, earlier broadcasts about exactly that thing. And, you know, how do we get in touch with ourselves again? So huge. It's a big topic. Yeah. And so Claire, what do, you, what, what do you think about that? I mean, how, I know that you probably see and experience your business or otherwise people who are not in touch with that, their physicality, their, I mean, how, what, what are some of the first steps that you can take to get back in touch with yourself? Well, I think, I think first it's so understandable how we lose touch, right? Because we get really busy, we're in long-term relationships or relationships that are working as well as we want them to be. And so we pull, we pull get back and we get in the business of life. 
And within that, we lose that connection with ourselves, with our sexuality, with just feeling really good and powerful and confident. And so I think, firstly, it's a mindset, right? It doesn't matter whether you're in a relationship or not. And I think it starts with yourself. So I think actually reconnecting with your sexual energy, with your sexual power and enjoying that side of it again, I think actually starts at home by yourself. <laughs> and I think it's actually about rediscovering you and having and learning to have fun with yourself without feeling embarrassed about it, without um, worrying that you shouldn't be doing it or it's wrong or any of the old baggage that people carry around sometimes. I think that's where it starts because feeling sexy is a mindset. And it's yeah. internal, it's not external. But what people do all the time is they get stuck in this story of, I'll feel sexy when. So I'll feel sexy when I lose however much weight. I'll feel sexy when I go and spend money on a new dress or whatever. I'll feel sexy when I go and get Botox or whatever it might be, right? But it's, and, and people play out those stories in all different parts of their life. It's the whole, I'll, I'll feel sexy when or I'll do this when. But it's actually no, like that's absolute rubbish. It's about like reclaiming it now. You don't actually need anything externally to feel sexy. Feeling sexy is a mindset and you can have it right now. And it's just about um, what you focus on in terms of your body, what you're focusing on in terms of your self-talk and what you're saying to yourself, what you focus on in terms of, you know, how you walk into a room, how you dress your body. All of that starts inside, not outside. I, and when you were reading off that list, I was thinking, yep, the first thing I was thinking about is when I lose 20 pounds, next thing I was thinking about when I have a lover, next thing I was thinking about which when I look Botox, when I have Botox, I look horrible. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 totally, I totally, I mean, that's it, isn't it? I mean, it's such a list of when this happens, I'll feel sexier, I'll, you know, and it's, and sometimes because the list is so long, you think I'm never, I mean, I've dealt with, I'm never, I've told my, my friends give me this so many times, I'm never going to feel this way again, you know? Yeah. And I, I yeah. think lots of people can think that and why it's so valuable to have somebody like Claire who, who wants to teach us that we can still feel sexy, you know, no matter how long it's been. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think one of the key things around it all is having fun with it. Like, it's not something to take really seriously. It's not something that we need to get all worried and frustrated about. It's actually something that we should be having fun with, and it should be light, and it should be easy, and it should be effortless, and it should be like, hey, yeah, what if I did that? And what if we tried that? And how might that feel? And rather than, oh, gosh, I've got to get this right, or what if I look like an idiot, or what will people think? It's actually just turning it into that game and allowing it to be light, because when we get in that space, then we can experiment. And that's when the fun starts happening, right? <laughs> I'm getting very excited, ladies. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about that, Alison? I mean, what, no, I, I love it. Is it to, I mean, when you have, talk to the people that are in the stuck marriages, to get them into a space of, you know, try this something new, try to do this, so you'll feel better about yourself. I mean. How would they even start that? Yeah, and it's well, it goes back, you know, when, when well, whenever anyone talks for me, the, the big flashing light is self love, self love, self love. Um, and, and that's it. But when you make it fun, and you know, you've been in that place where you wake up and you're in a good mood and you put your lipstick on, a bit like me today, and you kind of you find that when you open the front door, you're strutting down the street. You know, I, yeah. some days you're walking, you're curled up, you're sort of huddled over, but other days you walk down the street and you feel like you're strutting or you're listening to good music or you've got a song in your head and you're aware suddenly that people are looking at you. And yeah. not just men, 
you know, it's not when we're talking about sexual energy or, or sexuality, it's not just about being attractive to men, it's just be, being an attractive person. Right. You attract other people to you because of the way that you carry yourself, and it's you know, and it's just plain. It's, it's kind of, as soon as Claire said fun, my my ears pricked up. I'm all about having fun, and that's one of the, the small places that you can start. You know, yeah. how can I make this fun? What is the one thing that, that I can do for myself? And it might be, you know, it took me years to get a red lipstick. It took somebody literally going and buying me and putting it on me before I would wear it. But it's fun to do it now. You're I can't. Rocking the red lipstick. Yeah, and now I'm rocking it. But you know, I'm I'm 50 for goodness sake, and it's I've been wearing it for three months. That you know that took a huge amount of courage, but it was good fun when I got there. And when I got the, so you know, something it can be that simple. Yeah. What about what are some things? So when you say mindset, Claire, changing your mindset. What do you first? I mean, I, you know, I think reframing is one way. So if you don't feel good or you don't, I mean, how can you reframe that? If you're like, I'm, I'm 20 pounds overweight. And I was just looking at the scale this morning, being very bitchy with it. <laughs> I mean, how can you turn that around? Teach me, Claire. I think she's frozen. Yeah, it's very simply, look at what you like, write a list of, or not even write a list, just look at yourself in the mirror. The, the, the example that we were doing with Teresa a couple of weeks when we, we had Teresa on, looking in the mirror and, you know, and telling yourself what you do like about yourself rather than, you know, everything you don't like, there you are, you're back again. But, you know, what, what do you like? Your boobs, you've got fab boobs. You said the other day you love your uh -huh. feet. You really... Remember, we're on Facebook Live. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying you've got to show us them, but you like them. Sure I'm not, not saying that. So I'm good. I'll be banned from practicing law and being on Facebook Live if I show my boobs today. Bad idea. Claire, she can show her. No, I'm kidding. But, but seriously, I mean, when, when you look at the, when I look at the scale and see how much I weigh, I immediately go into this, oh, you know, I mean, how, how can you, and because everybody, you know, you've got culture, you've got friends, you've got everybody talking about weight and body and looking at magazines and then suddenly you see, you know, how much you weigh and that, I mean, that can make, can ruin a day. So I think it's about, because this is all about your blueprint matching your reality, right? So at the moment you have this picture in your mind of what a sexy body looks like, what a good looking body looks like. So you've got all these prerequisites of it should be this size, it should be this shape, it should be this weight, it should be da 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 And if that doesn't match your current reality, that's when you're getting into the whole cycle of, I don't like my body, it's not good enough, I will, I will feel sexy or I will feel good looking or whatever, when. So it starts with changing that blueprint, I think, because why would you live into a blueprint that's not serving you, that's actually just right. making you unhappy? Right. And who said that was how bodies were supposed to be anyway, right? When you look back over history, you see how during different time periods, different body shapes and sizes have been kind of honored and loved and talked about. And the truth is there is no right or wrong body shape or size. We're just brainwashed into thinking at the moment, at this point in history or in this point in time, it should, it should be this size and this shape and this whatever. And it's all absolute BS, it's total rubbish. So it's about starting to see for yourself and starting to rewrite that blueprint for yourself of actually these things can also be this is good looking. So I was really lucky in that I grew up in a family that were naturist, right? So I would go on holiday, I would go to places where people didn't wear clothes all the time. So from being a baby, I grew up seeing different shapes, different sizes, different bodies 
everywhere. Yeah. And that had a huge impact on me because all body shapes were normal. All sizes were just as beautiful as each other. Like, absolutely. And what makes a difference for me between someone who is sexy or not sexy is the confidence. Like, yeah. it's about their confidence. It has nothing to do with size. It has nothing to do with shape. It has nothing to do with weight. And so I think it's really important to just recognize that that blueprint that you've got in your mind is the thing that's making you unhappy. Start to rewrite that. Start to find evidence. So when you can look at other people and you think, God, yeah, like that person is sexy. That body is beautiful. And rewrite that. So I think that's the first thing. And then I think the second thing is it's a relationship that you've got with your body. And just like if you're in a healthy, loving relationship, you know there's good things about that person and not so good things about that person, right? But you love them anyway because you recognize right. it as a whole package. And I don't think it's about pretending to ourselves or, or faking that we love a part of ourselves that we don't like. It's just like, actually, the overall package is amazing. I love the overall package. I particularly like this and this and this and this, you know, like I love my boobs and I love my this and I love my that. But, you know, maybe my boy, my don't like so much because I would prefer it to be a bit smaller. But you know what? It comes as part of the package, so I can love it anyway. Because yeah, we, accept, we accept those flaws in, in partners. Like when we're in love, the things that are not so great about them, we can ignore easily. Why can't we just do that about our body and focus on the bits that are fabulous? And we just, I mean, don't, I mean, Alison, I know, and I especially know because I deal with people when they're at the next stage, is that there's so much judgment when you're having marital problems, when you're, when you're before the divorce or when you're dealing with a divorce or you're not in an unhappy relationship, there comes a lot of judgment and you start to think, or at least question, is it because I'm not attractive anymore? I hear that so many times and, and it always makes me so sad. And I judge myself really harshly, but when I see my clients and, and they're like, it's because I'm not attractive anymore. And it makes me so sad for them because I see them differently, you know? Absolutely. Do you see that as an issue too, Alison? Well, I think the thing is, when you feel you're not attractive, you're not attractive. Ah. You're not whatever you're giving out yeah. is pick up, isn't it? So when yeah. you feel, you know, so you, I, I can walk down the street today with my shoulders hunched over, looking at my feet, and everyone will look at me at, and won't notice that I exist. Or I can go out, put my shoulders back, hold my head high, and people will notice, look, smile, say hello at me, because that's what I'm giving out. So it's nothing to do, you, you don't change. Right, it's our perception that changes. It's, it's our perception of ourselves and therefore perception from other people. And all it takes is, you know, is that little bit of self-work, yeah, self self-worth, self-love, to, to put your shoulders back and, and change everything again. I, I feel I love, I could listen to you all day, Claire, I love what you said about, you know, being able to accept the, the bits of you that you don't like. That's, that's a really difficult thing. I, I could never get that. I was always trying to, you know, really focus on the bits that I did like rather than and ignore what I didn't like. But I like the yeah. fact that I can look at the whole package. Yeah, and I think that's what people do, right? Because I've spoken to so many people who are like, I can't look at myself in a mirror. You know, I get changed and I make sure I don't do it where there's a mirror because I just don't want to look because I don't like what I see right, because right. I'm down and I get in this whole cycle. And it's like, stop. That's not going to help anyone, right? It's really important to look at it. It's really like taking away the judgment almost from a third person's perspective. Can you look at your body almost if it's some kind of alien from outer space who's come down and kind of gone, ah, aha, this is a human body. Let's like have a look at this. So without all of the, especially if, you, if you're currently in a place of like really negative emotion around your yeah. body, like step out of that and look at it objectively. Yeah. So actually 
when you look at that body, what's amazing about it? What's fabulous about it? What brilliant things has it allowed that person to do? What things can you see that you go, actually, like, that's really interesting and that's pretty awesome and like, wow, what's that? <laughs> and, you know, kind of, and, and play with it from that point of view until you can gradually kind of start owning it from being in your body and looking at it from being in your body and kind of going, actually, you know, because most of the time it's not as bad as people imagine. It's a bit like, and I talk about this all the time, but it's a bit like that monster under the bed when you're a child. Like you imagine the monster in the bed and you yeah. freeze in your bed and you don't move and you're like absolutely frozen. And the more you think about it and the still you stay, you almost don't breathe, right? Because it becomes this big, scary thing. But if the moment you had that thought, you just looked at it, it'd be like, yeah, actually, I'm stressing about nothing. There's nothing there. Right. And I think that's the same when people like, like start looking at their bodies, start like seeing themselves naked again, start like getting back in touch with their sexuality again. I think it's not as scary as people build it up to be. Yeah, and you know the other thing, something that, um, that I did with a couple of girlfriends was we actually sat down and we told each other what we liked about each other, which parts of our bodies we liked. Um, yeah, and these are, you know, I live in Milan, so it's very much you know, about it's body consciousness. It's a very good body conscious city. Um, and it was really interesting, you know, parts of your body that you'd, you'd never considered, you know, because everyone thinks, oh, your legs, your bum, your boobs. But, you know, somebody said, I love the, the you know, the, the way that your shoulders sort of drape at the back. You know, there are parts of our body that we're just not even aware of. And then suddenly you kind of feel, huh, yeah, I don't mind wearing a whole tiger. I don't mind sort of, you know, walking slightly jauntily along. Whatever, but, you know, ask other people as well. You get a completely different perspective, which kind of, you know, goes on with, from what you were saying, Claire. Claire yeah, made us do an exercise in her group. And if you're watching today and or uh, watching later on, then I think this is a great exercise for everybody to try. Claire, tell us that it was so hard for me too. I have to say it was one of the first exercises she asked us to do in her group. And, and I had a, such a difficult time, but it's really kind of what Allison's talking about. Can you tell everybody about that exercise, Claire? Yes, yeah, so it's just an exercise just around changing your focus, right? So it's just super, super simple in terms of, you know, share with the group or get clear on yourself, write it down, 10 things that you really love and appreciate and, and are in massive gratitude for about your body. But you have to be specific with it. So you can't just be like, you know, I like my boobs and I like this and I like that. No, like we want, you've got to get in the detail. You've got to be really clear about it. So, you know, um, I love my boobs because they're little and pert and I don't need to worry about wearing a bra and they just look fabulous, whatever the weather. You know what I mean? Like that, that kind of thing. So you need to... You need to be really specific about it and really own it and be like, you know what, I, I love this thing about, I love this thing about myself because of this. Um, and yeah, writing 10 things. And I think most people, it was fabulous seeing people do it in a group. Um, and most people said, you know, they did the first couple and then they were like, oh, like exactly. now what? Mm -hmm. um, but it was amazing. And I think it was also amazing, like reading through what different people, like different people notice about their bodies and what different people said. I mean, it was absolutely fascinating. And I think... It's a great place to start because it's just that shift in focus. If you've all, if you've been saying for a long, long time all the things you don't like about your body, to shift it and suddenly focus on ten things that you do like, that can be a huge shift and that can be really powerful. But super simple. Yeah, I got about four, and then I said, "Oh no, what? <laughs> I'm gonna write." And then I wrote a few more, and I'm like, "Oh no, I still have two more." And I kept counting and being like, "Okay, that's one." <laughs> it was so difficult for me to think of. Um, 10 things, you know, and I, it's time. And I think that, I mean, and I may, you know, be speaking just for myself, but as we get older, we, we start thinking, oh, this is not as 
you know, this is not as supple. My skin's not as supple anymore. I have these wrinkles. And we start picking ourselves apart rather than appreciating ourselves. Do you know, I, I'm not sure that that is even a case of getting older because I look oh. back now at pictures of myself and I remember being as harsh, in fact, much harsher then than I am with myself now. Mm. Um, and I look at pictures of myself at 20, 21, and I was beautiful and my skin was amazing and I was slim and, you know, I had everything going for myself. But I could tell you every single thing that was wrong with me. And there were lots so, you know, I, I think, you know, whatever age we are, if we're in that place, we focus on what's not working. Yeah. And if we do that, we often end up with, with partners or people in our lives who are also going to focus on things that are not working. And that's, you know, the law of attraction piece. And so I have a lot of clients who come in and they say, oh, um, she, she makes fun of me because she says I have a belly or, you know, and, they, and they've gotten partners that, that say ugly things to them. You know, they call me fat or they call me a slob or whatever. And I think it's important, and this is what Claire and Allison both teach, is that we have to love ourselves first, you know. And even, but it is, it, it is, you know, it's, I'm single. And so, I, but if I had somebody telling me you're fat, you look gross in your clothes, that would be even more difficult. So you just have to come back to... I mean, what, what about that, Claire? Do you have anything to say about somebody who may have heard a lot of negative, self negative talk around their body? Well, I think, I think if it's coming from someone else, like if you're in a relationship where that's coming from someone else, I think it's really important to examine that relationship quickly because I can't imagine if someone loved you, how would they ever say something like that, really? Um, and I think it's about respecting and loving yourself enough not to be in that position. Um, That's why I'm the divorce lawyer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, at that point, they definitely need you, right? <laughs> but, you know, the, on the other side of that um, is, is the fact that we hear what we, what we believe. That's so you, you can have a partner who's telling you 300 things that, you know, 300 positive affirmations, how beautiful, wonderful, fabulous you are. And that one thing that really, really hits home because it's the, the place that you, you fear most or you, you judge yourself most is the thing that you, you pick up on. So we've got to be really careful when we're talking about, you know, um, other people's opinion or allowing other people to talk to us. It's what we hear rather than necessarily what they're saying. And I'm saying that as somebody that was in that position, I could only hear the negative. I right. couldn't hear the positive until I was doing the positive for myself. And also, if, you, if you're the person that is, um, so, I don't, so I'll tell a story. I had a woman that came into my office, and she's a very successful woman, and she, but she doesn't take care of herself, takes care of everybody else, right? She, she has a leadership position at her, she's a government employee, but she's taking care of somebody, another family member, her husband's an alcoholic, she's got a few kids, and she was, and she was really big, okay? Really, you know, suffering from tons of health problems, and she was telling me some of the ugly things that her husband had said to her but she was also telling me I look like shit and she was going on and on and on so if you keep putting it out you know if you keep saying all these things and then these people hear it they're gonna tell it back to you right I mean it because if that's what you're feeling if that's what you're doing so it really is our responsibility I mean it's our responsibility to first embody it and we can't keep blaming other people for you know, it's our responsibility. It's not theirs to make us feel good about our body. No, no, no. We, it, but, starts, it starts inside us. It starts within us. It starts in our mindset. 
Um, and it starts with, I think it starts with gratitude, right? Because oh, yeah. that's a really easy place to start. It's really easy. Even if you look in a mirror and you currently really hate your body, you can still be in massive gratitude for what it allows you to do. Because yeah. your body is what allows you to experience life. It's what allows you to experience pleasure and happiness. You can get around. Like, so even if you hate the way your body looks, there's still a huge amount that you can feel grateful for. And so if you start with that and then just gradually inch and inch and inch it, then I think that's a really healthy place. And, and the other part of this is that I think once you start to really appreciate your body for everything that it can give you and everything it can be and everything that it can do and everything that it allows you, allows you to feel and experience, I think then it's really easy to start taking really good care of it because you feel like your body deserves it. Your body deserves to be, to have like great nutrients put in it. Your body deserves to be looked after. Your body deserves to be exercised. Your body deserves to have all these beautiful, fabulous things done to it because it's doing such an amazing job every single day. It's allowing you to live life. And I think that when you look at it from that perspective, it becomes so much easier to do the right things for your body and for yourself from a really healthy point of view. Right, because that takes the, it almost separates, separates you from your body because you know, it is really difficult. And I remember when I started doing gratitude, you know, I had to write five things each day that I was grateful for. And then one thing about me that I, I appreciated, my body mm. my mind or something that I appreciated. And that was so difficult. But if, I, if you can actually take that sort of separation and you see your body as, as a function, you know, a functioning thing, and it's not, you know, it's not that self-conscious part of you, that's, that's really helpful. That's, yeah. Um, yeah and, and, that, and I think everybody can appreciate, even no matter how you feel about your body, what Claire just said, if you're alive, then you're, right. it's, it's letting you do something, even if you're wheelchair-bound or even if you, because I know there's some people that watch this show that, uh, are on disability and can't work. But even if you're even able to sit in the chair and, and watch us, right, then, yeah. then you're able to do something and you can appreciate something about yourself. And that's what we all, you know, often think about, no matter what place you're in, there's something you can appreciate, you know? I mean, it's, there's so much for us to be grateful for. And yet so many times we focus on the thing, those other parts, right? But I, but I have to say, but Claire, I mean, she really helped me. I was in a space of feeling really insecure and um, just talking through, going to going out of town with a new partner and feeling like, oh my God, I don't want him to see me in a bathing suit or I don't want him to see, you know. And, and Claire was so helpful and just doing this, this little bit of work, you know. And, and so that's why if you're watching us, I want you to think about it's not really that hard to do but it can make such a huge difference in the way you feel about yourself. So if, if, you, if somebody was feeling like, let's just give like one tip. If they're feeling really insecure today about their body and we're, we're moving into summer and, you know, and I think that's when I always begin to feel the most squeamish. Oh shit. <laughs> you know? Why wasn't I dieting the last six months? You know, what is it that we tell, you know, that you can tell them one thing they can do today to feel better oh well so we've already mentioned quite a few right so i want to do a different one but i think there's been a number of things that we've mentioned already so a different one might be that um 
emotion is motion, right? So when we're, our body's in motion, it creates motion. So if you're feeling down about your body, instead, like pick yourself up, stand tall, do a sexy walk down the street and see how quickly that changes how you feel. So even if like you should you come out the front door, maybe you feel rubbish, maybe you're all kind of, you know, like don't see me world, I don't want to be noticed. If instead you just take a deep breath, stand up properly, do a little sexy walk <laughs> down the road and notice how quickly it can just shift you in a really simple way. And I think that Alison says she's got the sexy walk down. I've got it on. But you know, for me, it's, <laughs> I'm not doing any running. Anyways, for running, me, I can running. shift it with, um, with music. You know, put on some good music. Yeah. That, that immediately starts, you, you feel your body, even if you can't, like me, you can't dance, you've got no rhythm at all. No, you you yeah. immediately start to, to feel something shift in your body. And it's so much easier to, to change, the, change your mind when your body's in movement, exactly as, as you said. You know, for me, one of the things is, you know, living in Italy, we're used to being in bikinis, you know, from this time of year onwards, at weekends, you know, whatever, we're at the beach. So I'm so used to seeing women of all shapes and size enjoying being out, being free and showing, showing themselves off, not necessarily, but just being out in the bikini and walking about. And, you know, I'm talking women from 15 to, to 80 yeah, and nobody, you know, nobody judges. There's that thing because it's just part of the culture. Nobody judges it. And it's, it, for me, it was really helpful. You know, we, we come from, I come from the UK, like Claire, and we're, we're used to putting it on for two weeks a year and you spend the other 50 weeks worrying about putting it on. Here it's just... <laughs> that's a great, that's great. And I, I have recently been, I've been to Europe a lot and I, uh, we were, um, at the beach recently and I saw people of all shapes and sizes and it does help. And I, I do think probably that's why Claire has a unique voice to help people appreciate um, their body and appreciate all parts of their body because of the way she's brought up. I think it's, I think it's beautiful because I think that I was brought up in the church and there's a lot of shame around um, just around your body, sexuality, you know, just a lot of shame, a lot of shame based yeah. in the Bible belt about that kind of thing and, and being, um, you know, being nature, I can't even imagine my mother, I'm hoping she's not, she doesn't have Facebook, so it's a good thing. Here is your daughter talking about her foods and <laughs> the people at church are going to turn me in again. <laughs> and you know what, if, if anyone's like got that, like, oh, you know, like that would be really, that would be really cool to try, you know, just, just walking around the house naked can be free going out into your garden naked can be so freeing if it's something that if it's something that you don't do it can feel a bit naughty but it can also be really like it can feel really empowering if it's not something that you do and there's a little part of you that's like oh i'd love to try that then i'd say go and go and try it start in your house try it in your garden there are actually like in the uk all over the place swimming pools shut down on a regular basis and do naturist swims anyone can go to them like Wow. You know, it's, it's so easy. So if, if there's a part of you that's like, oh, I'd like to try it, I'd say do it because you'll find it massively empowering, massively freeing. And yeah, it's just an amazing experience to have, you know. I like it. I like it. So everybody, it's time for us to go. But Claire, can you tell people where they can find you? Because I know everybody's going to want to learn more about you. Uh, so I've opened up a new group, which is called Empress. Uh, so if you went to clairemacpherson.com forward slash empress, it would take you there. Um, I've also got a Facebook page, which is just Claire Macpherson, and Macpherson is N-A-C, like a 
Do you remember the model, Elle McPherson? Yeah. I've got a funny story about that, but now's not the time to tell it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, spelled the same way. So, yeah, I'm, I'm on Facebook. I've got the new Empress Facebook group, which I'd love people to, to come and join if they want to continue the conversation. That'd be amazing. Awesome. Alison, what about you? What about me? You can find me in my Facebook group, which is loved again and forever. And we take it from a slightly different approach. We're always looking at it from that self-love. So that's the, the sort of broader, not just the, the sexuality side of things. Um, or you can go and check me out on my website, alisonreiner.com. Or of course, here on PPC. All right, everybody. And I'm Lane. You can find me right here in Huntsville, Alabama. So thank you so much, Claire. Thank you, Alison. That was really fun. I wish I didn't have to go to work or just walk around naked. <laughs> I don't think but you know anyway it was really fun i really enjoyed you being here with us Claire. and next time you'll have to come back and talk about sexuality absolutely that's amazing thank you so much all right bye, guys. bye have a good week <laughs>